0: Another thing I've heard a lot about several times is the U.S. Tour de France cycling team uses grounding as part of their treatments for the cyclists when they're racing. So this this article uh, or this research paper showed how one of the cyclists had had a really bad injury on his calf from the chain wheel guard. And they put these grounding patches which were feeding electrons into his body above and below the wound and it was amazing like even just within one day how much healing took place and, and two days it, it was extremely well healed over again and the pain and swelling was gone.
1: Whoever said life is short wasn't trying hard enough. Welcome to Dead Set on Living, a lifestyle podcast that takes you off the beaten path of health and wellness and highlights unique ways to live a longer, stronger more fulfilling life. Now, here's your badass host who once fought the Loch Ness Monster in Scotland and won, Lynn Bravo.
0: Welcome to another episode of Dead Set on Living. I'm your host, Lynn Bravo. I'm here again today with Tammy Allen, our producer. Welcome, Tammy. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to be back with you, Lynn. Yay. In so, this
1: capacity, anyways. I know,
0: yeah. This last time we were talking about dogs, this time we're going to be talking about something called earthing or grounding. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd just chat with you a little bit about that and talk about my experiences with it and how I feel about it and uh, share it with our audience. Awesome. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard about it,
1: We were in, when you and I were in Vancouver back in January uh, we went along the Stanley Seawall, and you were doing qigong, and you took off your shoes, and it was it was mild weather, but it was pretty wet because it is Vancouver. And you said, "Yeah, it's this is for like earthing and
0: grounding," and I was like, "Oh, that's a very interesting concept." So. <laughs> All right. So earthing is, is really based on the idea that there are free electrons that uh, are on the surface of the earth and those electrons can be transferred into our bodies as long as we have direct contact with the earth in some way. Uh, so think about being barefoot. That's probably the mm-hmm. best way of, of thinking of it. So the theory is is that uh, if you're barefoot or if you're lying on the ground with your hands on the ground, the electrons can fro- flow freely from the earth into your body. It's believed that there's a possibility that we now as humans may have actually electron deficiency in our body. Because you know, back in the day, uh, we would have a lot more contact with the earth. People would be growing their own vegetables, working in the gardens, uh, working in nature. They would have uh, footwear that wasn't uh, non-conductive, like Mm rubber-soled shoes and so on. They would have had shoes made out of leather or out of skins and so on. So, And they would sleep on the floor, on those earth mat floors in the old homes and so on. There was a time, you know, like all other animals and plants, we had constant contact with the earth. So there was, always that connection with the electrons from the earth that may have been flowing into our our bodies. So in the most recent years, especially with the development of footwear that are rubber-soled shoes or shoes that aren't conductive, and and the fact that we live in homes and and we sleep in beds, we're not in contact with the earth anymore. And, And to be honest, I think there's a lot of people that just hardly ever are in contact with the earth. So, the concept that there may be an electron deficiency in our body isn't perhaps that far reached now, I do want to say that there are a lot of <laughs> skeptics and naysayers about earthing and uh, and and i you know i'll I'll say that there isn't any sort of strong conclusive evidence that it's true, mm-hmm. and I know that, and I just choose like I do for many things in my life, I just choose to remain in suspended judgment right so may not work but for me I find it has been working Mm -hmm. in some ways so I'm continuing to do it and and I'm fully aware of the fact that there's a lot of uh, people out there that seem to feel as though it it isn't uh, something that actually does work. I guess the first question I have would be when was when was earthing discovered? Yeah it sort of became a bit mainstream I think probably I, I would say that it was most noticeably brought to the surface uh, in the 90s by a gentleman named Clint Ober. He was an American uh, retired cable TV executive, and he was involved in the cable TV business for years. And he had sort of noted that the signals for TV cable, uh, uh, if they were well grounded, that prevented leaking or disturbances in the lines. So good grounding resulted in a, a good product for him. And Somehow that sort of tr- sort of trickled into his thoughts of you know what about us being grounded as people and because he it actually was the fact that we tend to all wear non conductive footwear now and are in homes that aren 't uh, exposing us to the uh, grounding aspects of the earth that you know I wondered if if any health issues might have evolved mm-hmm. because of this change because there's you know because health issues have become epidemic, especially inflammatory uh, types of illnesses. So he just was super interested in that. And he kind of explored those ideas. And, and he came up with some concepts that he thought may have some validity, and he presented them to the medical community. But of course, he just got, (laughs) he got (laughs) shoved off the planet and said, you know, don't be ridiculous. That's, that's crazy talk. So he did start doing some of his own studies, and he has done quite a few interesting studies. And some of these studies he did Got the attention of a renowned cardiologist whose name's Dr. Stephen Sinatra uh, from New York, and he's the, the head of the Heart MD Institute. So he got involved and interested, and he saw real merit in where where uh, Clint Ober was going with his ideas. And he did more studies over the last 10 years on sleep, how it affected the inflammatory system, and, and, and also uh, some other research. One of the things that he did was, Dr. James Oshman, was they discovered that when someone is grounded or connected to the flow of electrons from the earth, their blood viscosity uh, changed. Like it was it thinned the blood, basically. And this was interesting to him as a heart surgeon. Right. right? So, mm-hmm. He used a method called the Zeta potential. So that measures how quickly your red blood cells migrate to an electrical field. And so... When they grounded the patient, they did obviously uh, non-grounded and grounded patient. It was like a blind study. They found that the people who were grounded, the zeta potential rapidly elevated, causing the red blood cells to develop more charge on their surface. And then they started to distance themselves from each other because of that. So in other words, the clumping aspect of the cells changed, and they started to move away from each other, which improved the blood flow or blood viscosity. And so uh, that was an interesting discovery that he made in his research. That was sort of the start of it was, I think Ober was the one who popularized it. That was certainly when I first heard about it. So I've been uh, sort of consciously earthing since the 90s, okay. since I read about that. Yeah. And, and again, even though it wasn't was validated, it just felt right. Like it just intuitively felt like, I like the sound of that. I think that's worth exploring. And it's harmless, right? Why wouldn't I try? Exactly. So, so for me, that was what initiated my interest in earthing.
1: Cool. And so I'm coming at this from a completely like ignorant standpoint because I don't know anything about it. So when you say grounding, what, what do you mean exactly
0: by that in the flow of electrons? Like why do we need that in our in our body? To talk about more about the science behind earthing, I, I'm going to refer first to some research that's been done uh, that has been published, peer-reviewed and so on. So there's been a, about 21, I think, peer-reviewed studies done now. And Published in journals about grounding, you know, they didn't have, uh, involve a lot of subjects. But if you take all the results of all these studies that have been done and together, it, it's opened up a new and promising frontier. I think in in grounding and its effect, particularly on inflammation. I think that's probably mm-hmm. where most of the research has been done. One publication you can refer to, and we'll put it in the in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Is PubMed is by the biomedical literature site on online. And there was one that was done uh, from by the Journal of Inflammation, a research peer-reviewed medical journal covering research that was done on inflammation. Uh, It was called The Effects of Grounding or Earthing on Inflammation, the Immune Response, Wound Healing, and Prevention Treatment of Chronic Inflammatory and Autoimmune Disease. So that was the, uh, the name of the title. So because like, like many of these new frontiers, it was uh, research and that was done by people that stated their conflict of interest, shall we say, at the end of this research. and it was it was the fact that they were involved in earthing uh, research company that mm-hmm. they were involved in. They were small stakeholders in the company. and uh, and so they did claim that. Uh, what would be maybe termed a conflict of interest. So my feeling is, is that regardless of the research, uh, you know, especially if it's done by companies that are pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. or people who create uh, products or appliances or whatever, uh, but even someone who's just doing it because they're, you know, they they have an idea that may be true and they want to try and verify it, even they're still biased, right? They're still trying to prove they're right. Yeah. The, yeah. When, whenever you have any kind of vested interest, doesn't matter what
1: scale is on, you always are going to skew your opinion and and your research to validate what you're trying to prove, right? So that makes perfect sense.
0: One of the people that I I was reading about that I thought had an interesting comment about this was uh, Dr. Marcia Angel. She's been the uh, editor of the New England Journal of Medicine for a couple of decades, I believe. And she states, uh, Conflicts of interests and biases exist in virtually every field of medicine, particularly those that rely heavily on drugs or devices. It is simply no longer possible to believe much of the clinical research that is published or to rely on the judgment of trusted physicians or authoritative medical guidelines. I take no pleasure in this conclusion, which I have come to slowly and reluctantly over my two decades as an editor of the New York Journal of Medicine. So like bias and deceit in studies can take all kinds of form mm-hmm. from, from skewing results by, by only publishing the positive outcomes, um, like selectively publishing outcomes and that sort of thing. I always take everything I read or hear about anything to do with medicine or, or health and so on with a grain of salt and and uh, know that it's quite possible that there was biases involved in the outcomes. So when I read this particular paper it was with that understanding mm-hmm. that there was a bias by the people who had done this research, but nonetheless I thought it was really interesting the 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 outcome of this research. This research revealed that the electrically conductive contact of our bodies with the surface of the earth, which we're calling grounding or earthing, does produce some interesting and intriguing effects on our physiology and health, especially as it relates to inflammation and the immune response, wound healing and the prevention and treatment of chronic inflammatory and autoimmune diseases. So this report, the purpose of it was to really just trying to, these people have just been trying to get this out there. They right. want people to do, you know, obviously, it's, as we all know, it's extremely expensive to do research. And these folks are that are interested in promoting earthing and grounding as being healthy for us, don't have those resources so they're trying to do the best they can to try and create interest to get some bigger people out there it's it's almost it's it's harder to get resources to fund
1: this this research because essentially i know this is a very simplistic way to look at it the the therapy is free yeah right so there's no money to be made so big big pharma and big corporations are and people are less likely to invest because they're like what's my roi like you can just go outside and stand in the bears in the Bare earth and what am, I, what am I making out of it? Nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. That's so true. Yes. So the purpose of this report by these people was to sort of to try and promote this new perspective on the study of inflammation and to alert researchers that this opportunity was there to mm-hmm. see if there was ways of uh, of trying to improve the outcomes of people suffering with chronic infl- inflammation and how chronic inflammation can lead to other more serious diseases and so on. One of the interesting outcomes I, I read in this report, I thought, was is that the outcomes of research done by scientists can be skewed by how the, the research animals are caged. So in other words, if they're in a metal cage and it's not grounded, the outcomes of their experiments, regardless mm-hmm. of what the experiment is, is different right. than it would be if they were grounded. So it's often an overlooked factor that can influence the outcome of inflammation, wound healing, and termogenesis research that's being done. So I thought that was really interesting that they brought that to light, that 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 had to be taken into consideration when they're doing research Mm -hmm. in general. So they found in their their research that uh, grounding the organisms that they were experimenting on, mice for example, grounding produced measurable differences in the concentration of white blood cells, cytokines, and other molecules involved in the inflammatory response. And the, the this document has some really interesting examples of how grounding or earthing affected a few different things, including the immune response, wound mm-hmm. healing, and, and inflammatory immune disease. So one example they, they had here was this 84-year-old diabetic, and they have all the photographs there as well. So she had... Diabetics often have trouble with wound healing, right? They remain as open source. And they worked with this woman, uh, and they grounded her for 30 minutes of day. So by grounding... There are, there are um, devices now that you can use to grind, ground yourself. So you're saying about there being some, some <laughs> means of making money off this. Right. Well, there is now because you can buy grounding pads so that you can, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're elderly or sick or ill or something, you wouldn't be able to get out and, and be grounding outside. So they have created grounding devices now, which are just pads that, that plug into the ground receptacles in your home so mm-hmm. that you're getting the free flow of electrons from the earth ground. But nonetheless, they used a, a grounding device on this woman for 30 minutes a day. And after two weeks, you could see a real improvement in her wound. And, uh, uh, and then it had, the skin had totally healed over. And what was really interesting was her skin uh, initially was really pale gray and really yeah. so it look, it looked very, you know, really unhealthy. But after two weeks of 30 minutes a day grounding, the wound had really healed extremely well over and the skin color was really nice and pink. And she was mm-hmm. also at that point then pain free and wasn't limping anymore more. So that was an example of how it affected the skin healing. Another thing I've heard a lot about several times is the U.S. Tour de France cycling team uses grounding as part of their treatments for the cyclists when they're racing. So this this article uh, or this research paper showed how one of the cyclists had had a really bad injury on his calf from the chain wheel guard and they put these grounding patches which were feeding electrons into his body above and below the wound and it was amazing like even just within one day how much healing took place and and two days it it was extremely well healed over again and the pain and swelling was gone after one day of treatment the cyclist was able to get back in the race again and continue after his injury
1: okay so Taking it a little bit further here, um, what are some of the theories that are out there on how grounding may contribute to mobile electrons from the earth being delivered directly to our cells?
0: So the gentleman who is most enlightening, I think, when it comes to the ideas of how this might be so, is a, a doctor named James Oshman. He has a degree in biophysics and biology. He's worked in research labs all over the world, including Cambridge and Copenhagen and many of the universities in the United States. And he's published in all kinds of leading journals. But uh, he, he is involved very much now in alternative medicine. A lot of people right away will, you know, automatically turn their nose up at that. I love how alternative medicine immediately shuts down. People say, oh, okay, oh hippie well it's all garbage. All then. right, hippie. <laughs> Get out oh, of right, here. All right, hippie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's just so many things out there that, that people disregard as being valid, but, but I mean, I can think of hundreds of them, but one that comes to mind is, you know, how we never realized you know, the vagus nerve that, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it basically, it's our walkie talkie or communication link from our brain to our gut. Any damage to that, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we didn't know that connection existed until recently, actually, the, the, how profound the connection is—we don't didn't know before—or even just how our gut works and leaky gut—all these things are new things that were poo-pooed, you know, for years and years, and would never believe to be true. But here we are, like the electrical stim. That, what, but what is interesting—I just wanted to mention the vagus nerve because it makes me think that. They, one thing they did discover that if they electrically stimulate the vagus nerve, it reduces and can even inhibit inflammation altogether. And the vagus nerve stimulation to treat inflammation and epilepsy led to bioelectronics research, which is you know a very new form of research now, and and I believe is the future of medicine. It, the hope is is that by and I've met when I went down to a functional medicine conference down in the U.S. The last fall, I met so many functional medicine people that are starting to use. Now this bioelectronics to treat people, and uh, you know, using implants to deliver electric pulses to various parts of the body to treat illnesses, so that you don't need as many or even any medications, and then there's so much fewer side effects. I met a fascinating man that's doing this for concussion treatment. Oh wow! Yeah, really cool stuff. So don't let the fact this guy's involved in alternative medicine. <laughs> affect the validity of what he has to say but he's he's done a lot of research but he's also used the research of many 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 other p- people over the last uh, few decades so his understanding of how how electrons move through our body and help uh, fight inflammatory responses and so on is that he says there's a that our human the human body is equipped with a system wide semiconductor network known as what he calls the living matrix. In other words, it's our ground regulation system. And it's the largest system in the body as it's the only system that touches all other systems. Mm -hmm. So the principal component of that matrix is collagen, basically a liquid crystalline semiconductor, but collagen is the principal protein in this matrix. And it can deliver, that matrix can store and deliver mobile electrons to any part of the body. And then, therefore, is able to protect all cells, tissues, and organs from oxidative stress, which is free radicals, or in the event of an injury. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. It really took me a while to really absorb that. Like, it literally connects to every single part of your body, this matrix. And it can carry electrons. That is so cool. I just want to say that, that well, w- in understanding uh, inflammation, uh, the inflammatory response are, are free radicals that are released to go and try and deal with the injury or the, the problem that's that your body is being affected by. And those free radicals are missing one electron. Mm-hmm. So because of that, they're always also... They go and destroy the problems of inflammation and so on in the body, but they also create a problem because they're also looking for an electron. So if there's electrons available to, to replace it, to neutralize itself, it will take it. So if this matrix is rich in electrons, it will take it from there and neutralize itself. But the other thing you probably have heard of is is that Everyone's telling us with all the research that's been done about antioxidants, how how we need to get more antioxidants right. and polyphenols in our diet. So polyphenols are from things like coffee and chocolate and all the great things, and delicious things. Apples, yes. some you know, fruits and vegetables and so on. So they're all plant source based polyphenols. But the reason they work is because they're they give up the electron to neutralize the, the 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 free radicals so they're called antioxidants. Well the idea that and those are are good and there's something we should incorporate into our diet of course but how interesting is it that we could also be getting those electrons from the earth and right. then having into this matrix that we have. There was a scientist in Hungary discovered in 1941 actually that proteins could be our semiconductors and as still the heads today, he was really rejected. Like he immediately, all the biochemists of his time rejected that and said, You're crazy. That's absolutely impossible. Probably because you tend to think of there being some sort of metallic aspect for conduction, right? Right. And exactly. because there was no metallic aspect, even trace amounts of metals in, they were saying there was no way of making an organic semiconductor without metals. And, and I believe one of the source of the confusion about that was the belief that water was just a filler material. But now we've learned that water actually plays a crucial role in enzymatic activities and semiconduction. So hydrated pro here's where we ended up today now with regards to people saying, no, you know, proteins can't be conductors or semiconductors, is now we have hydrated proteins that are used to make organic micro-circuits for the global microelectronics industry. And the reason they're using them is because they can be made really, really small, and they self-assemble, and they're very robust, strong, and they have low energy consumption. So going from 1941 to saying there's no way proteins are semiconductors to now we're actually making them and using them in our electronics devices. <laughs> you know what fascinates me about
1: so much of this, and is that all of this sort of revolutionary research and and therapies, all this research was done way back when, like early 1900s. And, you know, like, I always wonder, I'm like, why did it take, like, why did it take so long for it to come to light? And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things like the internet is a big thing too, right? And just, but so much of this, research and all this stuff that's coming out now you can trace it back to you know
0: the early 1900s yeah yeah and even earlier than that yeah 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 actually I was going to mention that later on but since you bring it up (laughs) now (laughs) yeah because my sort of thread through this whole discussion is is that yeah I know like there's there's no sort of hard science evidence per se on on earthing and grounding and how this can benefit us but uh, like I mentioned earlier I like to remain in suspended judgment about these sorts of things, because if it's something that is pot, like why not dream of the possibilities, you know? And, and, you know, even with something like this, I really think your attitude or your mindset has something to do with it Mm -hmm. too, because, you know, if you go into, if you just decide that you're going to say earthing and grounding doesn't work just because you don't like the sound of it and you can't, you know, you, you aren't. You, you can't disprove it either, but right. you think you can prove that I can't prove it's true. Right. So exactly. you're just going to choose to not believe it and remain you know attached to that if just for the sake of whatever, being right. I don't know why people do that, but <laughs> re- remaining open to it, you're remaining open to the possibilities. If, if you're going to start grounding or earthing and you go in with a negative attitude like this isn't going to work, well, you know, it may not just because you've already created the mindset that it isn't going to work. But if you go in, just open, not not saying it is or it isn't going to work, just go open to the possibility of it working. That's a very different mindset because you're now allowing things to happen or not happen naturally, right? You're not influencing the outcome. Because even if I'm using my grounding mantra, which I sleep on every night, even if it's a placebo effect, even if I just think it's giving me a better night's sleep and reducing chronic pain I might have from injuries and so on. Who cares? I'm getting a better night's sleep and I don't have pain from my injuries.
1: And placebos are used in all facets of medicine. You know, there's, and it's true. It's, you know, the mind, this is another thing too that always fascinates me is that our minds are way more powerful than we can ever imagine. And what we put out into the universe and what
0: we think, Um, mindset is everything, you know? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, if you've already just dug your heels in and decided there's no way earthing or grounding has any impact on us, it's all woo. And, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, Lynn, where's your tinfoil hat? And you probably are looking for the Bigfoot and, and where the last site of the alien abductions were. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> were. Yeah. Like it, you're just really limiting the possibilities for yourself. Right. And and if you develop that mindset, then you you really you know, you may never, ever get the benefit of having tried it, right? Like if right. you go, if you just say, there's no way I'm not going to try it because I know it's wrong and it's all woo-woo. Then, you know, you if you are suffering with something like inflammation, for example you're just going to continue suffering with it. And you may have missed the opportunity of trying something like this and finding it does work. You know, breakthroughs, I I, I love that the stories behind breakthroughs, Like, I really feel for all these researchers and scientists that have discovered all these amazing, cool things because, man, they get beaten down by everybody. And the fact that, that they fight so hard to prove their points. And some of the ones that I was interested in was there was an immunologist named James Allison, and he was really interested in T-cells uh, and how that might be uh, utilized to fight cancer. Mm-hmm. So, but all his mentors is, you're crazy. You know, the tumor immunology had a bad reputation. And even as recently as 2012, everyone he was dealing with and people at large were just saying the immune system hasn't got a role in cancer. It doesn't play any role in cancer. What's the wrong with you? <laughs> So he just kept moving forward, and he developed an antibody, and he developed it to a point where he wanted to take it out to try and have it produced, uh, and all the biotech companies turned him away. Yep. Like, they just wouldn't listen to him or look at it. And he, they were saying, oh, anyone can treat cancer and mice, your results are don't mean a thing so and they're saying you know you really think you can treat cancer by removing the negative signal on a t-cell and well that's exactly what he thought was true so he just kept persisting and here we are today now and i'm sure many of you heard about this sort of treatment in cancer but the drugs he's developed are now to become the most clinically and commercially successful cancer drugs on the market and uh, he's actually received an award called the Lasker award and that's sort of the precursor or considered as the shortlist for the nobel peace prize oh wow! so here he is he's gone but the adversity he went through to get to this is quite remarkable but it's the conviction right and we need people
1: like that and it's it's that's what drives these things forward, right? Mm -hmm. It's their belief, their conviction, maybe a little bit of stubbornness as well. You know, (laughs) we all have a little bit of ego that lies beneath all of our most altruistic uh, intentions, but the fact remains is that it's that conviction, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I didn't know this, but the fellow German cardiologist Andreas Roland Grunzig was the one who developed balloon angioplasty, which is used Everywhere. everywhere now. Yeah, He was you know, you know, sort of shunned by everyone for his, and everyone was saying it wouldn't work and, and trying to discourage him. And But he was like, like you say, he's just consumed by the idea. And apparently he was doing all these experiments on his kitchen table. And, and then just a year later in 1977, he presented his human proof of this working uh, uh, to the American Heart Association and received a standing ovation. So it's <laughs> cool.
1: Okay, so now that we have all these uh, conspiracy theories out of the way that have been proven true, <laughs> I guess uh, what I want to know now is a little bit more specifics in terms of how grounding can affect our body with inflammation and and things like that.
0: Infl- I think inflammation is probably one of the bigger ones for grounding that that where it's shown a lot of promise. Inflammation is a is a process where our body's immune system responds to infection or trauma or allergies by creating an inflammatory response. But those inflammatory responses you know can can solve or heal the problem and then you're okay again. But sometimes you can create something called an inflammatory barricade. So what happens is is that the injured tissue hinders the movement of pathogens and debris from that region into the adjacent health area, healthy tissue areas, and it forms like a barricade. So it sort of encircles that area Mm -hmm. and it blocks the movement of antioxidants and regenerative cells to those area. So the repair is incomplete, but it's blocked off now. So it it never heals. And this Mm -hmm. is what's causing chronic inflammation. The research that's being done by these doctors currently, as incredible as it may seem, it seems like that they're showing that the inflammatory barricade may be a consequence of the lack of grounding. and and it actually is an electron deficiency Hmm. the mobile electrons from the earth enter the body, and they act as a natural antioxidant. And they go through that connective uh, tissue matrix we talked about that's made from collagen and and is able to go through the barricade, uh, like it brings the electrons through the barricade. So they neutralize the reactive oxygen species or the free radicals there in the repair field, and then they protect the healthy tissue from being damaged. That reduces the inflammation, even if it's chronic, over a period of time. So again, we talked about um polyphenols as well like food can also contribute to that but there's a belief that you know because we're just not exposed to replenishing that matrix with electrons that deficiency or electron deficiency may be the cause of these inflammatory diseases uh, going unchecked because there just isn't enough electrons and in all even though you may be eating well to increase the antioxidants it may not be as effective as this free flow of electrons that you may be getting from the earth mm-hmm. they They've done some research about how grounding can affect sleep as well. And the, the big thing that is measurable that they discovered from people who are grounded when they're sleeping is their cortisol profiles improve. So in order to be operating optimally, your cortisol will be elevated in the morning when you have to get all your work done yep. and be alert and so on. And it should go down to a much lower level in preparation for your your sleep. And, and cortisol is a stress hormone, right? So with us being so crazy stressed, often that normal rhythm of cortisol doesn't happen and you're going to bed stressed and then you can't sleep and so yeah. So grounding while you're sleeping, which I do, and I do that on a grounding mat, I'll explain that further after, but yields quantifiable changes in your uh, circadian cortisol cre- secretion, which can change how your sleep. It, well, it can help. Not only are you looking at pain reduction, which many people have, and that's affecting their sleep. So you're reducing the pain and inflammation, but it also it reduces the stress and produces a lower cortisol secretion so that this helps create the circumstances to help with, uh, Sleep, but but also as a result of this too, because of of these the stress being so high, it, it, it's known to be the cause of, of a variety of chronic diseases. So, the net result of grounding can also help reduce the likelihood of you creating you know advancing to a chronic disease hmm. because of uh, having too much cortisol in your system. Yeah. The dominant theory of aging emphasizes that cumulative damage caused by free radicals or reactive oxygen species produced during normal metabolism or produced in response to pollutants, poisons, and injury, and so on. Maybe this this may be the cause of, of, of us aging more quickly because of that living matrix of of uh, collagen that, that goes through our body and is capable of delivering antioxidant electrons to site where tissue may be compromised by these uh, free radicals suggests that possibly grounding might be anti-aging as well, because it kind of fits into that, that same logic of reducing free radicals may equal anti-aging. Well,
1: yeah, because you mentioned about that matrix that the call it with the collagen, you know, you, see commercials all the time for these anti-aging creams that collagen is the main ingredient because the elasticity
0: and it takes away the
1: wrinkles and all that stuff so (laughs) maybe yeah (laughs) maybe connection there
0: too you know I'm certainly I mean not for one second am I an expert I've I've read about it I'm just sharing some information I've learned about uh, earthing there's many many articles you can read on the internet about it equal number of debunking sites as right. well you can yep. read through as well and form your own opinion. <laughs> exactly. But uh, you know, from my perspective it it feels like it's just intuitively it feels like that's the realm of possibility. Like there, there's a possibility that this could be effective. And for me that's uh that's enough evidence for me to give it a try. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know it's funny, you always say, Oh, I'm not an expert on this, I'm not an expert but I, I will say I know you pretty well. I've known you for a while and since producing this podcast with you and having all the guests that we've had on, I have learned so much and not only about the things that you're talking about, but then I've also realized how much you know because you've done the research. So like, you know, you think about what makes an expert, right? I mean, you could go into that and the intricacies of what makes an expert and whatnot. And while, yes, you're, we're not experts here. This is strictly opinion and things that have worked for us. I think you're a pretty valid source of information, in my opinion, you know,
0: I, well, thank you very much. <laughs> and
1: that's, not, that's, I'm being very, very honest. And you know, even things that I never even thought of, cause I had that hippie dippy mentality too, like, hippie. Okay. Whatever, whatever. But then I'm like, you know what, there's, there's too many coincidences, quote unquote, that maybe this is not a coincidence. Maybe this is actually true. Like this makes sense. So, yeah. you know, I just, I just wanted to throw that out there because, you know, I have a, f- I have a front row seat to all of these podcasts and to all of, the things that you talk about and you know about. So, you know, I think I have like a little bit of a different perspective of exactly what you know.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's still just a collection of information that I've had. So it's just kind of, I always say it's it's what I've learned so far. Right. But right. I want to stress again, that I don't form an opinion on something like earthing, for example, and then just read everything that proves my, my belief. in Right. That, right. I have read Dozens and dozens of some of them really funny too, debunking sites on Earth thing. and and you know they're I don't know why they have to be so insulting you know it's okay to disagree or think that something isn't valid or that but but I don't know why people who want to debunk things do it by insulting your intelligence right or making you feel like you're an idiot if you believe this and so on because they don't have any proof that it's not true either and some of them think they do you know they they say well my friend's an electrician or he's a biochemist or whatever. And he says, this is all nonsense. Well, I can show you, you know, 20 biochemists that think it is a possibility. I I was just talking to a friend of mine who's a physicist. And and he absolutely says this is true. And this has a huge effect. He refers to Dr. Sinatra's work. Right. And he actually trained other doctors to how how valid grounding is for their patients and helping with blood viscosity and stuff. So, you know, I can find as many people who are authorities on their particular subjects as you can saying that they don't. So Mm -hmm. it really isn't relevant. I mean, rather than being so negative about it and so insulting about it, you know, just just get back to the point where you're, where I try and be, which is just in that world of just being open to the possibilities. And, and so, so when I learned about earthing, I just didn't read everything that supported my belief that earthing is useful and helpful. I read everything that said it isn't. Right. Because that's what helps me form my opinion is I look at all these things. I talk to lots of people and then I form an opinion. And in the case of earthing, I don't feel like, I've proven or disproven it as being valid. Yeah. But it's harmless and it's free, so I'm trying it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's where that all comes from. So it's it's just this willingness to be experimental and be like a kid. I have to say that f- from, from my perspective, I do intuitively feel like it's valid. And that's only just because of how... Earthing makes me feel right. And and I'm talking about going, I have said in other podcasts, like I was the one, the kid who was running around with nothing on and and covered in dirt and mud and always in the earth and playing. And I was gardening and planting vegetables. And like I always wanted to be connected to the earth. I was barefoot and still am barefoot as much as possible. Being barefoot, that's a great one. Like what I just wanted to share that when I was looking up all the debunking sites on earthing. It really amused me that one of the arguments that came up a lot was, you know, how what an idiot are you walking? Would you be walking around barefoot to collect ectro- electrons from the ground, which, by the way, goes through the ball of your through, through one of the meridian lines—that's kidney one meridian line—which mm-hmm. takes it through your whole body. But 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 they were saying, you know, why would you walk around barefoot? You know, you're gonna get—you could step on glass, you could cut your feet, you could get hurt, you could step on hypodermic needles, and. That, 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 what? Really? Like that. How is that an argument against going barefoot? Like, you know, you don't go to some local park where all the used condoms cond- and, exactly. and hypodermic needles are lying around and walk barefoot. You 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 can just go to uh, your your garden and sit in the garden yeah, and your put your feet on the grass.
1: Where there are no hopefully hope, hypodermic needles. Yeah, and
0: try and choose grass that doesn't have, uh, you know, chemical sprays on it. You know, clean grass or, yeah. or go to the park and sit up again a tree and just have your bare, just take your shoes off and put your feet on the ground. Yeah, And you're not, you know, I live a more profound barefoot life. I do everything I can barefoot. And when I'm not barefoot, I often wear moccasins because they aren't, they're leather, so they aren't rubber-soled, so I can still get some electrons through the ground when I'm working on them. But the thing is that I, it's just how I've always felt, like from a child. I used to sleep, you know they didn't have thermo-rest mattresses when i was a kid so i just slept on the ground and i always slept like a log on the ground like i always i remember how wonderful it was sleeping on the ground as a child and as a teenager when i was in my 20s and 30s i did a lot of traveling around the world on my bicycle i used to pack it up in my in a in a box and ship it to whatever country you know mountaining, uh, riding the mountains of corsica and, and hawaii and uh, switzerland and italy and so on on my bike But one of the things I always did was when I was taking time to rest, I used to always stop and not just go sit on a bench with my shoes on, but I'd take my shoes off, lie on the ground, put my bare hands and bare feet on the ground, and I'd recover on the ground for half an hour, uh, you know, two or three times during the day. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, again, I'm just really conscious of the recovery. Like I felt like I was recovering. Differently, yeah. And even now, when I ex like before, I was grounding uh, when I exercise. You know, you'd strain your muscles and you'd be sore the next day. I've never been sore ever again when I started grounding. No matter what exercising I do and how much I've strained my muscles, I sleep on a grounding mat and I don't have the inflammation of sore muscles. So that's just me. But uh, you know, I I just feel like it's working for me in a way that's pretty potent you know like it, it's yeah crazy
1: well yeah i was gonna go back to that because i wanted to ask about some of your personal experiences which you've given us but sleeping on this grounding mat what like the whole night you keep it plugged in to the ground source the whole night and yeah so, so
0: except uh, if there's an electrical thunderstorm and i unplug. <laughs> okay <In case. laughs> that makes sense yeah uh so so yeah the way the, there's many ways of doing it like just being out for half an hour with your feet on the soil is all you need to do you can do this for free I just chose to buy a grounding mat because I like the concept I wanted to experiment with it and it wasn't expensive I can't remember what it was now it's I bought it like 15 years ago <laughs> but I, I think they're a hundred and something dollars I'm not sure so mine is just like the length of a sheet and mm-hmm. it's all woven with silver wires and then it uh, there's a, a wire that you can then just plug into your Ground receptacle in your home. This is in Canada and the U.S. where we have a ground wire receptacle. So all our homes are are grounded. The the. The water, gas, and and our, our circuit panel are all grounded to a, either a grounding rod or a grounding plate that's in the ground. Grounding plates are usually buried about three feet below the surface. Grounding rods, they dig down three feet and then drive in a, a ten-foot, ideally copper rod that goes down into the ground. So now you're 13 feet below ground, and uh, and that's what grounds your house. So the the third the third opening of a plug is your ground plug part of the glove, so this little unit just has a little little uh, pin that plugs into that ground so now you're receiving the electrons from the earth through your grounding rod through the wires of your house and into your grounding sheet awesome i happen to choose to isolate my grounding rod so i actually put my own grounding rod in and then run a plug into my bedroom oh, okay. <laughs> so i'm not part of the, the the house electricity system at all it's my own separate plug so uh, i just wanted reassurance that i was getting you know good clean ground you could you as a homeowner can just have an electrician check your system right. and make sure it's safe to use your grounding plug it is safe in most cases i'm sure but do have an electrician check so anyway you plug that in and then you're lying on this uh, grid of metal, uh, made out of it's 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 just fine threads woven through on a sheet. It just feels like a normal sheet, and you lie on that. So it's infusing these electrons from the earth in through these wires and. In theory, your body's absorbing them as needed through the night. So I just sleep on one of those every night. Yeah, And you can buy other devices. You can buy, like I, I noticed when I lo- I just looked at a curiosity. Now they are selling, you know, you can get wristbands, you can get socks, you can get other things. But right. back in the day, there was either just that grounding mat or these little polyurethane I think they are uh, little mats that have woven through it that you can just put under your feet so if you're working at your computer or you're watching tv you just stick your feet bare feet or you're sitting on the couch you just put it under your feet or under your butt (laughs) under your feet's best and you can absorb those electrons that way as well for me it works and and every night I'm getting replenished and I still spend a lot of time barefoot and out in the garden as well but uh, having it every night just sort of ensures that I have a a new fresh supply every night. And I just sleep better. And and any, like I said, anything to do with pain from working out too, too much. And I just don't have that anymore.
1: Well, you covered a couple of things that our listeners and myself that we could try for grounding and earthing. Do you have any other sort of methods that people can get into? And or also, I want to ask, um, I know you mentioned having like the mat, when you, like a grounding mat, when you're like watching TV, having your feet on it. With the, the sheet that you have in your bed, does it have to be like, can you stick it underneath your fitted sheet or does it have to be, like, do you have to be directly on it?
0: You can stick it under your other sheet too, oh, but okay. I just happen to sleep on it. Oh, okay. Like, it's washable and, stuff, it, and it's comfortable so enough. Oh, I it's, guess. yeah. It, you wouldn't, wouldn't, I mean, there are little microfibers right, of silver. Right. You can see the silver grid. Mm-hmm. I know the online I've seen that you can make your own too out, oh. of, out of, I think they used, like, copper netting or mesh or something and you can make your own but I don't know if I would do that I don't recommend it but it, yeah it's just like it just feels like a, a cotton sheet it, it, there's no discomfort to lying on it it's not like it's rigid or anything it just feels like a, a normal sheet so uh, yeah I think I think you know buying these devices is something you can do and and I if, if I was to say of anything that would be worth getting it would be the sleeping one because you're looking at nice eight hours of right. being exposed that's kind of a good thing because it's really hard Hard, especially in the winter in Canada, to be consistent on being connected to the earth. So, it, it, for me, I just got it because it seemed like a a way of consistently getting uh, exposure to these electrons from the earth. So, I would, you know, advocate perhaps getting one of those if you're finding it's like it, we're in the summer months now. So, spend the summer just earthing outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See if it if it helps you, and and so. I think tracking your results is really important. Yeah, because- I was going
1: to say, how how do you how do you track what progress you're making, if any?
0: Yeah, well, I don't do it anymore because I I kind of. I I've drank the Kool-Aid, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an advocate of, of everything now, no matter what the naysayers say. It's working for me and that makes me happy. So I'm not really tracking it anymore, but initially I was, because again, I, it's just my nature, like not only do I, I look up evidence for and against what it is I'm exploring, but I also like to track, if I'm going to experiment with something, I like to track it for a period of time with a journal or just writing it down. Mm-hmm. So... I think journaling is a great way because, and you have to really try and be honest with yourself and, and, you know, write down consistently what you're experiencing, like depending on what it is you're having problems with, if it's pain or inflammation or lack of sleep and so on, you know, just make a record of that. You can, you can have your cortisol levels um, because even people I I was reading, it was interesting, even people who, uh, some people found, like for me, I found it made a difference right away. Other people, it might take weeks and weeks before they see differences or changes. That's why you keep recording it. Like, don't give up because you're not getting results. It can take a while for results Mm -hmm. to happen. But then other people didn't really have any results at all. And they said, oh, it doesn't work. But they, they have done research on people who had that outcome. But still, when they had their cortisol levels checked before and after the time period, they were experimenting with them. Uh, their cortisol levels did change like hmm. even though they didn't feel any different their cortisol levels were, were down yeah
1: something was happening
0: yeah so yeah. they may not have felt it there may not have been an actual outcome where they could feel a difference but there was a difference yeah regardless
1: just because it isn't something super profound doesn't mean that nothing's happening right yeah
0: exactly yeah. and in, and i have to say it is in some people it is profound in in me it wasn't I wouldn't say it was overly profound because I feel like I was already getting a lot of exposure, Mm -hmm. Uh, but a lot of people don't. Like I think if you, you know, I've, I've been really connected to the earth, even with my business being a landscape architect, I have my hands in the dirt and spotting plants. Like I have been so connected to the earth all my life that it's unlikely that I had an electron (laughs) deficiency. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, for me, it was just the subtle differences of recovery from exertion and exercising and so on that I noticed improvements with with actually sleeping on the mats and so on. But for people who don't, and that's many people, I think a lot of people don't have a lot of exposure to, to the earth and, nope. and the electrons. They may very well notice some profound improvements in their health. Awesome.
1: Okay, so the last question I have for you, Lynn, is... With all of this history and the present uh, state of earthing, what do you think the future of earthing will be?
0: Well, I sort of suspect that like many things that we discussed earlier, where all the naysayers and all the lack of support in these ideas is still there with earthing right now. I like to think that in time we're going to see validation of it being mm-hmm. a true science. I would hope so anyway. It, it I think that there's a real need for research and there is some more research happening. I know Dr. Sinatra is working with Dr. Howard Elkins on grounding and its effect on hypertension. Mm-hmm. So I do believe there's some more uh, evidence coming with regards to the effect that's having on, on people. So just seeing more research, like you say, it's going to be hard to see mainstream research done or large scale research done just because other than the earthing mats, which are, you know, cheap things, right? It's and not it's like, like, a, it's not it's like a, a one-time buy. It's that, a one-time you know. buy, yeah. Like they don't really def- de- they don't really deteriorate. So I've had mine for 10 or 11, 12 years now. So, you know, it's not a big industry, <laughs> not a big moneymaker. So, so who's going to invest in the research? Don't really know. I think it might just come out inadvertently from research being done connected to other things and they just may, they may find a connection to that. So I just hope that, that in time that we're going to see a lot more, more validation of this, but in the meantime, you know, just, I I really do feel as though that that by connecting yourself to the earth, you are going to see some improvement in your health. And as I mentioned many times, it's, it's not something that costs you anything. It's worth trying I really hope to see more and more people, you know, trying it and then getting back to you know creating instead of all these what nay, naysayer websites. We'll see some yaysayer <laughs> websites, websites, on earthing and, and all the things that is working for people and so on. Like there's a lot of crowdsourcing now happening in the mm-hmm. medical profession. I just finished reading a book called Undoctored: How You Can Seize Control of Your Health and Become Smarter Than Your Doctor. And one of the th- it's written by William Doctor William Davis. The one thing he talks about quite at length in here is crowdsourcing for medical information, how valid that is as oh, a means absolutely. of of gathering information. So we as patients are now going on these platforms where... Thousands, if not millions, of people are 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 giving all their information, their experiences, giving their feedback, giving their feedback, which is paramount. And you can go and look up any ailment and see what thousands of other people have tried, what their outcomes were, what worked for them. You know what what situations uh, do they feel created different outcomes than it might have for others. But it's cool; like it's so cool to see. So what I like to see is maybe we can start one, (laughs) a platform, (laughs) an earthing where 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 people go and give their honest uh, opinion and Mm. um, of what it's done for them. You know, don't need any of those little, you know, people that are, you know trolling just to yeah. make our lives a misery and insult the heck out of us all uh just just people giving an honest impression as to how you know did they try or a thing for the summer and did it help and are they you know if they tried using it for sleeping purposes and did that help because it's going to be perhaps unlikely to see a lot of research done on it that could be a really cool way of of, of finding out uh, you know Uh, from people's experiences Mm -hmm. so thanks for joining me Tammy I know I was just prattling on there and you looked like an eager student listening yeah no I love it (laughs) 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 but yeah I mean I hope I hope it's uh, it's it's enlightened you a little bit as to the benefits the potential benefits of your grounding and and hopefully I'll be seeing your little twinkly toes out there in the grass someday soon
1: yep for sure (laughs) thanks Lynn (laughs) thanks If you want more information on what was talked about on today's show, you can head over to the show page at deadsetonliving.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Dead Set on Living podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. That way you'll always be up to date whenever a new episode is released. As a listener, you are vital to the success of our show. By leaving a rating and review, you'll help us reach more people and continue to put out kick-ass content. Also, every time you leave a rating or review, a fairy in the forest will get its wings. But seriously, what you think is important to us and to the growth of our show. Until next time, live life and be well.